Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. It's great to be with you today. If you're new to Soul Talk, big, big, warm welcome to you. If you are a Soul Talk regular, just know how much I appreciate uh, the love and the support and the messages and how much I appreciate you sharing and spreading the message of Soul Talk to your friends and your family. Let's dive in, folks. This week's episode, Transforming the Three Beliefs that Stop You from Manifesting Your Dreams. In order to transform something, You first have to be aware of something. It's only when you become aware of something that you have access to shifting, to transforming, to releasing, to loving, to letting it go. Many times we are run, we are controlled by our unconscious uh, feelings, thoughts, and beliefs. And there may be moments in your life where you try so hard You put in so much effort to manifest the goal, to manifest the dream, to manifest the vision, to take action, but it just doesn't work out. Things break down. You might sabotage yourself in certain ways. You do everything you can to bring your dream to life, but somehow you keep recreating the same patterns of stuckness over and over and over and over again, and maybe you're not sure why. There's really three beliefs that I found in working with thousands and hundreds of thousands of people from around the world over the last 18 years, three core beliefs that tend to stop us from manifesting our full potential, manifesting our goals, dreams, and desires. I'm going to break these down very simply. So grab a pen and a piece of paper and write these down. First one, first belief that I've seen, core belief, is I don't deserve it. I don't deserve is such a core foundational belief that many times we consciously or often unconsciously carry within ourselves. I don't deserve it. Deep down, you might find that you feel unworthy, whether you're aware of it or not. Now, you might say that you feel worthy. You might do affirmations that you feel worthy. You might tell those around you that you feel worthy. You might tell God that you feel worthy, but the proof of the pudding is in your life. The proof of the pudding is in what shows up. The proof of the pudding is in your relationships, is in your finances, is in your career. The proof of the pudding is in the reality of your life and life doesn't lie. Life is a mirror manifestation of your consciousness. Life is a reflection of your deeply held beliefs about yourself, about life. Life shows you what you believe. And so 
if in life you're, you are attracting relationships where people don't honor you, you're attracting relationships that are toxic, you're attracting situations where you're constantly being maybe disrespected, you're attracting situations where your, your needs, your, 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 your needs, your desires aren't being honored or listened to. It's probably reflecting somewhere inside of you uh, that there's some part of you that may feel deep down, not in a logical way, not logically, but deep down that you don't deserve it. Intellectually, you might understand that you deserve it, but deep down, you might feel that you don't deserve it. And when we feel that we don't deserve it, what we tend to do is we accept and settle for less in life. In life, remember this, folks, you get what you settle for. Take a look in your life. What are you settling for in life? What are you settling for at work? What are you settling for in your relationships? In life, you get what you settle for. And we tend to attract in love and in life what we feel we deserve or less. Life doesn't lie. And so if you're attracting less than you feel you deserve, if you're attracting situations and relationships that don't honor you in some way, shape, or form, don't argue with the mirror. Don't argue with the mirror. Don't blame life. Don't blame the other person. Use that feedback. Use that situation to look inside. Use that situation to look inside yourself and see how you can transform yourself. See how you can actually use that as an opportunity to, to realize there's a part of me that doesn't feel I don't deserve it for some reason. And that is the opportunity to bring loving and compassion to yourself. Maybe the reason you, you, you feel deep down you don't deserve it is because growing up, mom or dad didn't give you the time, the energy, the love. They didn't affirm you. They gave it to another sibling. They gave it to someone else. They didn't make time. They didn't, they didn't prioritize your needs, your, your wants, your desires, your wishes in the way that you really, really needed to have as a child. And so often, unconsciously, we make up stories in our minds that, well, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of time. I'm not worthy of just fill in the blank, right? And so most of the stories and, and, that, and the beliefs that we make up as a way to make sense of what is happening aren't necessarily reality and aren't necessarily logical. As children, we just make up these stories to make meaning of the world in a particular moment while we're very young. When we feel that we don't deserve it deep down, here's another thing I have found working with people. We will often unconsciously make things unnecessarily hard and find ways to struggle in order to feel a sense of self-worth. For instance, I know that sounds crazy, but stick with me. By making it hard, by struggling, 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 struggling really hard and making the situation really hard, the ego, our identity, we have this feeling, we get this feeling of, shall we say, the more I struggle, the harder I work, the more worthy I feel. And so struggle becomes a, uh, uh, a toxic, unhealthy, unconscious way to try to feel and get a sense of self-worth. But it's never fulfilling, and that's why life is often difficult. And as much as we might say, why does life have to be so hard? Deep down, the part of us that is unworthy needs life to be hard so we can work hard to feel worthy about who we are. 
Make sense, folks? And so realize that, that when you can become conscious and, and acknowledge that perhaps you don't feel worthy or deserving, it's okay. No judgment. But we have to be, have, have the courage to acknowledge it. When we become conscious and acknowledge that, okay, I don't feel worthy. When we become conscious and acknowledge that, then the healing can begin. And healing is the application. So what do you do, right, when you become what? conscious of, I don't deserve it. You can maybe go back and recall where that started, where that feeling arose, where that feeling came from, when and where you began to feel unworthy and with whom? With mom, with dad, growing up, with grandmom, with your primary caretaker in some way. And healing is the application of love to those parts of yourself that are hurting. So it becomes the sacred opportunity to bring loving and to bring compassion and to bring uh, kindness and give that part of you, that young part of you, that little boy, that little girl, that inner child part of you, the loving and the compassion that you didn't get that you so deeply deserve. Does that make sense, folks? Belief number two, let's move on. <clears throat> Belief number two that stops us from manifesting is the belief that I can't outshine anyone or I'm too much. I can't outshine anyone or uh, I, I'm too much. I can't be too much because I'm too much. This stems from the desire to be loved and accepted and validated. Goes back to the core, doesn't it? The desire to be loved, accepted, and validated. Maybe as a child, you were loud and funny. Maybe as a child, you screamed. You, you, you was a ball of energy and mom and dad said, be quiet, shut up. You're too much. You're too much. The girl shouldn't be that way. Boys shouldn't cry. And so we started to learn, oh, somehow my energy, who I fundamentally am, is too much. And so we started to play small. We started to pull our energy back. We started to hold ourselves back. We started to contract ourselves in order to fit in, to be loved by mom and dad and those around us. We maybe uh, started succeeding in school and doing amazing drawings and getting good grades and we were teased. And so we started going, oh, I'm too much. So uh, I, I need to like dim my light a little bit so that I don't stand out. Tall poppy syndrome, something talked about in in Scandinavia, don't stand out of the crowd. Be normal, be neutral, fit in. Can't be too successful, can't be too great, can't be too bright as a way to fit in, be validated, be loved, not make anyone feel uncomfortable. Take a look in your life if you received any message of being too much. Where did you feel too much? Where did you feel that you perhaps were too much and you needed to dim your light. Many times I see people do this in relationships. They're with a partner. And I often see a lot of women do this in relationship at times too, with a partner. And you start to expand, you start to grow, you start to become more powerful. It, your partner feels a little threatened. Ultimately, they're threatened that you, they might lose you. They're threatened. They feel that they're in fear, really. And so what a lot of people do to keep the relationship in the form together in order to not 
quotation marks, lose the person is they lose a part of themselves in order to not lose someone else. But in doing that and losing a part of yourself to not lose someone else, you lose yourself and you lose the person because the person you're being, the smaller version of the person you're being is simply who you are acting and pretending and lying to be. And when people love you for being something that you're really not, deep down, deep down, it's never fulfilling. It's never truly fulfilling. Because you know that the version of you that they're loving is not the real you anyway. So look in your life. Where did you get any messages of can't be too much? Because in doing that, many times we end up sabotaging our success. Sabotaging our success becomes a way to bring ourselves back down. We all have a certain upper limit. The upper limit is, is an internal thermostat, a state of being of how good we can allow life to be, how good we can allow ourselves to feel, how amazing we can uh, uh, allow life to be for us. There's always a limit that we have. And many times when we hit a limit, when we hit a limit, it's like, oh, never been here before, never felt this good before, never had this much success before. Unconsciously, we might sabotage ourselves and sabotage becomes the methodology or the mechanism that's unconscious to bring ourselves back down to a more comfortable state of being. And so one great affirmation to say to yourself with full breath and full heart is I give myself permission. I give myself permission to shine. I give myself permission to be magnificent. There's nothing humble about playing small and it doesn't serve anyone to play small folks. But this belief can't outshine, can't be too much is often an unconscious belief that stops us from truly manifesting more. You know, for me as a kid growing up poor, growing up without a lot as a child, there was always a part of me that identified with people that didn't have very much. That was my tribe. Those were my people, the poor, the downtrodden ones, the, you know, uh, the meek will inherit the earth. And, and so there was always a part of me that as I became more successful, as my career started to grow, in the beginning stages, there was a part of me, right, unconsciously deep down that felt guilty. Guilty about what? Felt guilty that maybe I'm leaving. Uh-oh, I'm leaving my tribe behind. And so there was always a part of me that would kind of put the brakes on my success in the beginning and kind of slow it down, not go as much, not receive as much, not allow as much, even sabotage myself because it would still keep, it was a way of unconsciously keeping me connected to my tribe, my family, my people. The best thing, does that make sense, folks? The best thing you can do and give the world, the best thing you can do and give the world is being the most magnificent version of yourself. Just know that when you are the most magnificent version of yourself, you become a light to the world and a reminder of the light inside of everyone else. The third and final belief that I want you to be aware of that will stop and sabotage uh, your ability to manifest in your life is the belief in scarcity. There is not enough to go around. There is not enough to go around. Often this stems from childhood survival patterns of not having enough love to go around, maybe with too many siblings, not trusting that love is there because love was there, then love was gone. It was inconsistent. Or maybe 
financially, you didn't have enough going up. So there's always a belief in lack and scarcity that gets rooted in the nervous system as a survival mechanism. In doing that, we end up, shall we say, closing our hearts. We end up living in a state of survival and scarcity and contraction and heart closure. When we live in lack, we close, we hold back, we close our hearts. We don't allow ourselves to feel and live the generosity of our being. When the heart is closed, energy doesn't flow. And in order for you to manifest your goals, dreams, and desires, energy, everything is energy. Everything is energy. Energy must flow. When we contract, energy doesn't move in, energy doesn't move out. And so when we live in lack, we tend to hold back, become stingy. We tend to hold on tightly to things and situations and resources and, and, and information because, oh, if I, my success means it affects your success. And if you succeed, that takes away from my success. This is lack scarcity thinking. But holding on out of fear, not giving, not being generous, not loving, because of the, that the idea of scarcity is actually your affirmation and your lack of trust in the universe. You can pray, you can meditate, you can do affirmations, but when you live, how you live and the embodiment and the energy of how you live is your affirmation and is what you end up calling into in your life. So say with me, I trust the universe with all my heart. I trust life and the universe with all my heart. Breathe that in, folks. Breathe that in. So here is a, we'll call it a manifestation remedy. Write this down. Remedy. It's a remedy, folks. Something you can do to begin shifting your energy. And what you, you apply this and watch what starts happening. Give away the thing that you most want. Give the thing that you most want. Give it, give it away. You want money? Give some money away. Doesn't have to be all your money, but give some money away. You want to experience love? Be, be the first one to be loving. Don't wait until, well, I'm not going to love until they love me back. Give it away. Because here's the thing. When you give away what you want, you begin to affirm your trust in the universe. You begin to affirm abundance. You're not coming from lack. As you give away what you want, you also open your heart. When you give, you open your heart. When you open your heart, you make yourself available to receive at a level with which you're giving. And when you give and when you love, you shift your energy. And when you give and when you love, you win because you are the one that develops your own internal loving muscle. The key to manifesting, folks, is giving and service. When you live in giving, in generosity and service, your heart is open, energy flows. You are now receptive because your heart is available and open. But when you're closed in scarcity, you're not even open. Success is a matter of openness and receptivity. When we live in scarcity, the last thing I'll say is we tend to be living in comparison and competition. Scarcity from the sense of what well, others' success takes away from your success. Seeing others succeed, you might feel contracted. Seeing others succeed, you may not feel happy. Well, why are they succeeding? Why am I not succeeding? But shift that energy, folks. When you live in abundance and you affirm abundance, you begin to see another person's success as your success. Another person's success 
as a symbol of the possibility and the potential that what they achieve is now also available for you. So you begin to celebrate, here's the remedy, begin to celebrate their success. Start to celebrate their success. When you celebrate another person's success, in doing so, you expand. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between their success and your success. When you celebrate another person's success, your subconscious mind is celebrating success and programming you, becoming more open and receptive to success. The more you begin to integrate that energy of celebration and success into your nervous system. Folks, those are the three core foundational beliefs that block us from manifesting in life. Really work with them. See which ones are relevant in your life and begin to make adjustments and shifts and apply the affirmations and remedies that I've shared with you. If you enjoyed today's Soul Talk episode, do me a favor, folks. Number one, share this episode with everybody in your life. Forward it, email, on your phone, social media. Also, this would really be helpful. Write a review on iTunes. Go to iTunes, write a short review. Just share with the world how you enjoy these episodes. Uh, I do these episodes, folks, as a service and a blessing to, to all of you. And with all my heart, it would be a blessing to me if you shared this with everyone that you know and wrote a review on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Until next week, love now. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.